Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. Hey, what is up, everyone? Dance physical therapist. I'm here live interviewing Dr. Harry. I like that you go by Dr. Harry. I'm just reading that right now going, huh. Yeah, I, like I had no idea what to put there, so I just put Dr. Harry. I know, Harry I, know. I know. I just know your last name, Fitzherbert, so I'm just like, Fitzherbert, yeah! yeah. <laughs> or that too. <laughs> or Harry or Fitz, whatever, I don't mind. <laughs> I actually know, I know, we know each other from a business course and community of wonderful, mm-hmm. magical unicorn people. And... He, every year, for the past two years, has always done Secret Santa. Yes. Yes. It's been amazing. It's been it's so, been so fun. much fun. So much fun. So when I see him, I usually just think of Santa, which I don't think is a bad thing. I don't think so either. I'm not as big as him, but that's okay. I'll take it. Exactly. We are popping on today to talk about going from working from some for someone to working for yourself. I think this is such a hot topic. Would you mind sharing a little bit of your own story so people can better understand why you know about this topic? Okay, so I'll chat about myself a little bit. So um, my name is Fitz. I'm a physical therapist, doctor of physical therapy. Um, I own a business. It's called Harry Physical Therapy and Wellness. And what we do is we provide physical and occupational therapy to clients in the Orlando area. So Orange County, Seminole County, and we just last week expanded to um, to Osceola County, so that's really really awesome. Um, yeah, just trying to you know just trying to keep keep growing. Um, I met Jenna; she said it in a business course, and I started my business about three years ago. Nice. Um, I went from working to working for somebody to working for myself, as she said, and it was very interesting to me. Um, the difference is that I find when you work for yourself, at least in my opinion. Um, you wear much, you wear many hats because you're not, you're not only the technician or the one who's doing the physical therapy, you're the marketer, you're the boss, you're the, the customer service, you know, you're doing all these things, but the great thing about it is you have the freedom to do what you want, so to speak. Like you control your practice. You can treat people how you want to treat them instead of following some, um, some protocol that the boss brings down to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, 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 I think 
you said it well, you wear many hats, but you get to, the whole thing is you're the answers to any questions people have about the business, the ultimate mm -hmm. answer. And you have the ability to change whatever that answer is and to be that answer, mm -hmm. which is very cool. Yeah, and like you said, you know, working for somebody, the, the biggest difference I found was that I didn't feel as in control. Like, you know, I was the physical therapist, so, you know, I was doing my job, doing my physical therapy, but when it came to things like, let's say I want to change something around, exactly, I can't change it around. You got to follow this little, you know, this little sputter in. You can't go out of it. So you couldn't change certain things. Or if you wanted to do something extra for a patient, you had to ask the boss first. Even vacation, if you want to go on vacation, you couldn't, you couldn't do that. You have to ask your your, your boss first. And that's that's I guess that's the main thing that I wanted was the freedom, the the freedom to do what I wanted to do and to treat people how I wanted to treat them was the main difference I found between being a, um, an employee versus a entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you did that, that change, was that, was that your reasoning for going from working for someone to working for yourself? What, what ultimately really pushed you? Cause that can be really deemed as a big move for many. But, yeah, it was two things. Um, one was my very first job that I had as a physical therapist. I was working in an outpatient clinic and we had a caseload of two on the hour and one on the half hour. So essentially at any time, hour you have five patients in the room who belong to you so you're juggling you're juggling around trying to um, you know see all five of these patients and you're like man i can't do this you know every some days i would be in the clinic and i'll just sit there at my computer and just look around and say wow i gotta figure out what to do with i gotta figure out what to do with all these people and it almost came like a like a juggling match you know like one person walks in okay let's put them on the bike so while she's on the bike, I can do manual on this person. While I'm doing manual, I can get this person to go on the steps and do this. And this one can go on the, the weights and do this. And it's almost like you're trying to do a kind of a um a kind of like an assembly line, kind of so to speak, where the person comes off, then you get the other one. And I just didn't like it. That was one thing. It's like and you can get good at it, but like, is it the kind of treatment and lifestyle you want? And that was my thing. Like, I, I think I was good at it because I always got compliments. I always got, you know, good reviews from, from the patients. But I guess for me, I just didn't feel like my skills were being fully utilized. Because like I'm seeing you right now, you know, and I'm talking to Jenna, like, you know, Jenna, you know, you're doing great. You know, um, make sure you continue doing this. And, you oh, make sure that she does like three more sets of those. Okay, Jenna, sorry about that. Make sure, you, you know, and I'm like juggling, you know, and I just didn't like it personally. Yeah. So. So I know I've, I've experienced it myself, so I know mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about. Was there an incident, or was it just an overtime where you were like, "Okay, I'm out"? It was overtime, but like everybody else, you know, our mind is so powerful. So I always made excuses as to why I didn't want to, you know, do the business. So I always had some excuse, like, "Well, it's too hard," or you know, maybe maybe I can't find any customers, or I have no idea what all the all the intricacies about running a businesses. And then I'll forget my my wife and um I went to a um a score, you know, score, do you know score? It's like a a federal business, like um, what do you call it? It's like a federally funded um small business like um so a loan? Not a loan, it's like a they, they do classes, they do seminars and so forth. Oh, I don't know about that, but that yeah, sounds amazing. That's for anybody out there. Score is a really good thing. It's S C O R E, 
and it's um, federally funded by the SBA, the Small Business Association. And it's pretty much, they give you free courses or low cost courses as to how to run a business. And they even give you a free mentor. Mm -hmm. So if you know someone who, so the mentors are people who had businesses and they retired, but they want to give back. So the great thing is they can connect with a mentor. And I'll never forget, I was talking to the mentor and I was saying, yeah, you know, I want to start a business, blah, blah. He's like, just do it. That's all he said. He said, just do it. Stop making all these excuses. Just go for it. So I went and I signed up and I, I got my business started. I love that. Yeah. I love just, that. Just jump, you know, just just yeah. jump. And the worst thing that can happen to anybody out there, the worst thing that you can do is maybe you fail, you go, you go back to your job. You know, you're not going to die. You're not going to be paralyzed. You're going to still have life. You're going to still have an, an other ideas that you can go on and do something else, but just, just go for it. Just jump. I love that. Mm -hmm. Compared to what life was you for you then, and you made the decision. Now we have COVID. Yes. It's something I've been preaching to my students and anybody in physical therapy who wants to specialize treating dancers. I'm like, start doing your side business to become your main business now, because it's, places are furloughed or you're back and now the the the, the infection rate is so unpredictable and slow mm -hmm. and it that's the reality so to be relying on a vision of a world that does not exist anymore it takes if we're lucky on a fast track with the vaccine it would take a year that's mm -hmm. we still haven't even hit a year for that so I'm telling people, including my students, like, start doing your own stuff. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm working for some, but start doing it. But I, I mean, how do we, what are things you can say to help with that mindset? Because I get for many, it's a small percentage of people who want to start their own business, who follow that path. Uh, the other people either like their job or just choose, just stay miserable and think that's the best they can do. What are things that I mean, from what I'm sharing and what you know is going to uh, go is going on in the world that you could say that might help people who are we see the opportunity we see we see it we're literally seeing all these unemployed people and we know we can do telehealth. Mm -hmm. So this is what I would say for anybody who wants to start a business. Um, I remember when before pre-COVID before this happened, many times I know that we all said this. Man, if I only had more time, if I only had an opportunity, well, now is perfect because we have all the time in the world right now. We have all the time right now that you wanted, that you wished for, that we all wish for. It's here now. So use this time to educate yourself. Um, I fully, rec I highly recommend getting a coach because a lot of times what people do is they feel they can do things on their own, and you can but it's gonna take you so much time to read through all the books, try to find all the information on Google, when you can have a coach or somebody who has, who has done this before and learn from them at this time, how to start your business or how to just do what you what you wanna do. And like you were saying, um, telehealth is a big thing as well. I'm doing telehealth right now and my clients are older. And you know, a lot of times, a lot of them said to me, you know, we never knew that this actually existed. And I told them, honestly, I never thought that this was, an, this was something that we can do too. But it also shows you that if something is in your way and you put your mind to succeeding, 
you will find your way either around this thing or through or straight through it. No matter what it is, nothing is really impossible. Right. It's only impossible because you haven't found the solution yet. That's exactly. what it's impossible for. Exactly. And what if we're talking about, say, the older patients, they have so many days where they can't travel and make it to physical therapy because mm -hmm. of rain, ice, heat conditions. There are many things that prevent them from even getting outside because it's a danger to them. Mm -hmm. But to be able to have access to physical therapy via telehealth is huge, huge mm -hmm. for that community alone. Let it's, alone it's, dancers. And I, I mean, oh my God, I worry about, you know, these people right now. I mean, we are so needed during this time. It, oh, it's definitely. Excuse. Don't wait till you the doors open. They will end up coming to you because they can only sit there and do nothing about it for so long. And, and let me say this. I So my business has been a, is a year and June. About a year and five or six months in Orlando. When I moved to Orlando, I didn't know anybody. Like, I mean, like, nobody. Like, yeah. you could put me in a room with every single person in Orlando, and I didn't know anyone. Like, nobody. I'm literally <laughs> doing that right now with Pittsburgh. But, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the hustle. Exactly. That's why I tell people, because they say, oh, my gosh, look how, look how fast you're growing. You're so lucky. I'm like, I'm not lucky. Trust me. I'm not lucky. It's, it's, it's hard work. It it's is work. It is, work. And you got to keep pounding the pavement. And I, I'm, I literally was working on those, that, those systems today, emailing, setting up email systems with people who are connected mm -hmm. to referrals just to even network. Hi, yep. nice to meet you. This is what I do. Da, da, da. Here's a, a, a special session that I'm doing right now for free. You know? Like, exactly. Like, and and little, <laughs> little tricks that people don't do. Like um, what I, what I try to do, Jenna, is I try to do things that others won't do. So, for example, when I meet somebody, you know, I meet them, I get their number, you know, I say, nice to meet you. I always have, I always get their business card and someplace on the card, I write something down about them. So we talk for a little bit. If I see that they had a, a hairstyle in or just little things, or they talked about their cat or something that we met uh, on the card. Then when I, when I emailed them, I said, hey, you know, it was great to meet you. By the way, how's your cat doing? Or by the way, you know, that was a great hairstyle. Ooh, you know, I think my wife would like that. Like it's a little secret that you know, I should keep away. But I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I did. I do a lot of things to show people because people care about you if they know you care about them. Absolutely. So once, oh, yes, a hundred percent. And you know what? You made me think of the office. Give me one where, second. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I'll just share this. You made me just think of the office. If you know Michael Scott's yes. character, he has the Rolodex of contacts, and Dwight steals it from him, and he uses the back. That was hilarious. Oh yeah, tell me about your gay son. Yeah, you know, and, son and the whole point is he has it color coded of things to say and things to not say. Yes. It's hysterical. And that's I mean, but Michael Scott, though he's an idiot in this as a character, he's a great salesman. And right. and and that is a great sales technique to have personal things to say. So I'm just like going, my list is small right now. So I'm literally gonna add a new column of of, of cool facts about them. Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned that because I, I am addicted to The Office. I watch it all the time. Actually, before we, we talked, I was listening to, to the podcast, The Office Podcast with Jenna Fisher. And um, so there's a podcast. Oh, yes, the two girls are friends, which is yes. so funny. They're enemies on the TV show. Yes. So I was listening to that podcast, and they were saying on the podcast, quick aside, that um, 
the reason that Michael Scott is such a great salesman because they thought in the show that if he was an idiot, there is no way, like all the time, there is no way that any company would keep him around. But they show his little spurs of, you know, of great business tactics. And that's one of the tactics he had with the Rolodex, which is great because I read a book. It's called um, How to Win and Influence People. Oh, I, and, that was a great book. I actually listened to it on tape. Oh, me too. I did audio book, yes. It was CD. It was yes. iPod. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what I like about that book is it said that the pimple and on someone's face is more important than hungry children in Africa. And what, and what he was saying by that he meant is that, you know, we're all concerned about different people, but if something happens to us, that is our main concern, you know, that we want to get corrected right away. So that's what I use that principle when I meet people. When I meet people, I always try to show them that I actually care about you as a person, not about your business. And it has always like worked out in that I get business out of them because they know that I care about them. So they quickly come, they quickly come back to me and say, hey, I have something for you. And I think that's how I really um, grew my business. Just just caring, showing people that I really appreciate them. And if I meet you, it's an, it's an honor to meet you. It's, it's great for doing, to doing this podcast. I just feel honored to be able to share my story. Just little things like that. And people can tell when you really care or when you just are trying to fake it. Once you show that genuine care, it's gonna, it's you're gonna grow. Like I said, I didn't know anyone here. I didn't know anybody here in in, in Orlando, yeah. and I've grown the business. That's yeah, that's amazing. Yep, I, I I totally get it. It really is a lot of legwork, constantly networking, constantly caring about the people. But that is such a great little tip, you guys. You could be applying this now, not even owning your business, and just. Mm -hmm taking a little notes of fun facts about your patients, you know, yep. to, to just get even closer to them and keep gaining that trust. And of course, we know about their injury and everything, but those little facts are like, oh my gosh, how's your dog? Or, you know, did you spend, you know, like a long day playing the piano again? Like what's going on with you and your students? Oh, you know, exactly. Whatever and it is. Just a quick, a quick, another, um, another thing about that. When I meet my patients, so as if you guys don't know, like I said before, I go into the home. So I, I come to the homes, we do the physical therapy in the home. My evaluation, the very first thing I do when I open the door is I look around. So I'm talking to the patient, but I'm looking around because I'm trying to find something in their house that I can relate to, that I can bring as a conversation piece. Because first of all, I'm coming to your house. I'm a complete stranger coming into your house, into your, into your protective abode. So I try to find something as an icebreaker, so to speak. And during my evaluation, I'll bring it up. So I'm um, doing my evaluation. I said, oh, by the way, I saw a picture of, of that on your wall. What's this about? And they start talking. And what I do with my evaluation is a conversation. So I never sit down with a patient and say, okay, what's your injury? When did it happen? Where were you? I don't do that. I actually talk to them. And as they're talking in a conversation, I, I hear what I want to hear, like the things I, I need to know, and I pull those out. So let's say I was talking to you, for example, and you said, you know, I got an injury um, dancing. I'll say, oh, you know, well, you know, many years ago, you know, my um, my best friend was a dancer. So, you know, what kind of things were you, do you do? And you might tell me your kind of dance moves. And I say, well, was one of those dance moves your injury? And as you're talking to me, I'm just grabbing those pieces. That you make it anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. But the great thing is it I get the I get the things I want. And you become more comfortable because you're like, wow, you know, this guy is not just a physical therapist. He actually is interested in what I do. And it makes you comfortable, which makes you trust me to do my treatments with you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's really great. It's, I mean, it's, it's creating those relationships that you still get to continue doing when you own your own business, which is just super, super cool and so valuable. I guess I want to do, a, let's do two more questions and I just want them to really be honing in now because I'm thinking of the listener and the people who I know who are in this group. Okay. Can you talk a little bit more on, on the shit or get off the pot kind of thing? Uh, the idea that like when you were just, because you hit upon it more uh, when you were saying that was your advice to just go for it. But that can be a very intimidating, especially for the more introverted person. Mm -hmm. What are other things that you have seen that you've done yourself or that you have seen other people do that help them finally take that leap for themselves? Well, one thing that I do, because I consider myself an introvert kind of, even though people say I'm not, but at the party, I'm the guy who's talking, but I really want to be, I, if, like, I don't mind being by myself, you know? What I found the best thing to do is just do it and then figure it out later. In other words, um, I want to start a business. Okay, just get it done. Because the, the, the longer you think about it, the more you're going to make excuses as to what why you can't do it for. And the great thing is when you start a business, it's not a it's not a death sentence that you must like work on it right away. When I started my business in July of 2017, I didn't really start working on it until I moved to Orlando like a year later. So right. I had the business, had it there already, but I just never worked on it. So you don't have to so you don't have to consider like starting a business as this like big intimidating monster because you can actually control what you want to do with it. But my, my biggest advice is jump now and then figure out how to how to catch yourself afterwards because you will figure it out because you have to. But if you don't if you don't take the plunge, then what you're gonna do is you're just gonna be making ideas in your head as to why I can't do it for or what about me, you know, what about me um, prevents you from doing a business. Yeah. Another thing that I like is I, I always look at myself and I tell everybody that if I can do a business, anybody can do it. Because I, I consider myself the, the least business savvy person that was out there. I was that guy who was looking at these podcasts and looking at all these things and saying, I, there's no way I can do that. Those guys are too. I'll never forget. I wrote, an e I wrote an email to Greg Todd. And on my email, it said, I want to meet you, Jared Carter, and Aaron LeBauer. Because in my mind, there were so like, out of my league, you know, they were so out of my league that they were so great. And, and now, now looking back on that, you know, I, I, I tell myself like, I can do that too, because they bleed the same. I bleed. They breathe the same. I breathe. We all have brains. We can all think we can all we, anything that I can do. I, I, I promise anybody they can do the same thing too. Um, I'm not, I don't consider myself extra special. I just work hard. That's what I do. I just work hard. Yeah. Um, I'm not the best, even in my practice right now, I'm not the best physical therapist in my practice. I hire people who are better than me at physical therapy. At least in my opinion, they're better than me that in physical therapy. I'm not the best business owner. I'm sure that people who are better than me, but I, I'm doing it. And I'm just trying to figure things out as I'm going by using coaches, taking advice and so forth. So you can, and, and right now, all these resources are out there. There's Everything that we need to start our business is out there right now during COVID because everybody has time. You can reach out to anyone you want to who you think is out of your league. Just email them. 
you know, and just ask them, hey, you know, I have this idea, you know, can you give me some advice? Just, just go for it. Just go Absolutely. for it, man. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more than that. I mean, and then we, we both ended up getting mentors out of that, which was extremely helpful yeah. and encouraging. And like, mm -hmm. ah, so good. If you were a student. Yes. And you have not graduated yet. What are things that you can do to take action now? Give like three. Because okay. the list could go on forever. Well, yes, it can. To start developing relationships with people where they want to work with you as a physical therapist, where you when you graduate. Um, one I would say is develop those relationships. So get to know people and get to really know what their what their their why is or what their wants are. So get to know them. Once you get to know them. You can be you, you can sell and as bad as it is, but you can sell snake oil and they will trust you. Once you get to know them and they can trust you, you can you can do so much more with those people. As a student, what I did a lot was when I met a patient like during an internship, I would get to know them. And when I graduated, they want to work with me because they knew me, they trust you. They rather work with somebody who they trust that they than somebody who they don't know and is an ex and is like the best person because they feel more comfortable. So I would say get to know those people. I would say read some um, books, like self-development books, like you know the Four Hour Work Week, um, Think and Grow Rich, Within um, the Devil by Napoleon Hill, um, Never Settle, Never Settle, you know, for the diff Never the, the Difference, the Ten Time Rule, like all these books are so good to get you get your confidence up. I think once you mindset. once you're confident, yes, the mindset shift because once you know that you have and we all have it. Even st all your students, you all have this mindset. You have this powerful mind in you. You just don't know how to use it yet, probably, if you're not confident. Once you get that confidence, you will see how big the world opens to you. And don't forget that even as a student, the things that you know, most people don't know as well. So you can become the expert in your field even before you become um, a physical therapist or you know, as you're a student. So that's the three main things I would say. Develop, develop relationships, um, get those self-development books, and I would say definitely think that, make, make sure that you know that the things that you know, most people don't know. Share. So have that confidence, yeah. So share your knowledge and give. The more you give, the more you'll get back. And I, I love what I did. It's so true. It's so, so true. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Fitzherbert. I really am just grateful to have you here. Would you mind sharing where people can find you on social media? Sure. If you have any questions for me, um, my name is Fitzherbert Harry. I know it's kind of weird. My first name is Fitzherbert. My last name is Harry. But just look that up on Facebook. You'll find me. Um, you can also look up my, my, um, my Facebook page at Harry Physical Therapy and Wellness. And if that's too hard, go on my website. I'm going to contact and just put the contacts in. It's going to come to me. My website is www.harryptwpt.com. P as in Paul, T as in Thomas, W as in water.com. Yep. Water. Love it. Water. Water. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. I think I, I'm going to actually quote you to some of my students tonight because I, I think I think you just gave some really good information. Uh, you hit upon imposter syndrome, which I think is something we deal with all the time and mm -hmm. we constantly need to work on it. Thank you. 
And thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. And I'll say one last quick thing. Yes. Is when I graduated from undergrad, my my no, at one point in undergrad, my GPA was a one point eight in undergrad. One point eight. Wow. When I graduated from from um from college, my GPA was a two point six seven, and this is because when I was in school, I wasn't taking it seriously. So it was a two point six seven. I had to go back and take classes to get it to a two point nine eight. I applied to 20 different physical therapy schools, got into two physical therapy schools. Then I went to the interview for one physical therapy school. They didn't cut the interview because of my, you know, my GPA. One school just, you know, took a, a risk with me and I graduated, I graduated one of the top in my, in my class and here I am now. So if I can do it, and I guarantee you all your students have higher GPAs than I did. None of you had a 2.67, I'm sure. You have 3.8s and 3.5s and all these big numbers I never saw as a, a, GP, a computer GPA. Yeah. If I can do it and I can get patients better. I'm getting them better. If you look at my Google, I have all five-star reviews because I'm getting them better. We're working hard. I'm expanding my business. And if little old me can do it, uh, you guys can do it too. So that's the last thing I'll say. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on, Fitzherbert. You are a gem. You're welcome. <laughs>